Glory to my Guru, Sri Krishna Guruji. In the previous episode, we completed through verse 8 of chapter 12. In that, Lord Sri Krishna is answering Arjuna's question regarding two worshippers, those who worship God with form and those who worship God without form. Arjuna asked, of these two, who are the best knowers of yoga? Having answered Arjuna's question, the Lord then says to Arjuna, fix your mind on me and establish your intellect in me alone. Thereafter, you will abide solely in me. So we continue the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 12, the Yoga of Devotion. This is chapter 12, verses 9 through 12. Lord Sri Krishna is speaking. If you cannot steadily fix the mind on me, Arjuna, then seek to attain me through the yoga of practice. If you are unequal to the pursuit of such practice, be intent to work for me. You shall attain perfection in the form of my realization, even by performing actions for my sake. If taking recourse to the yoga of my realization, you are unable to do this, then subduing your mind and intellect, etc., relinquish the fruit of all actions. Knowledge is better than practice without discernment. Meditation on God is superior to knowledge, and renunciation of the fruit of action is even superior to meditation. For peace immediately follows renunciation. This ends verse 12. The Lord certainly understands his seekers and their shortcomings. He knows we claim to have limited abilities while occupying the body. So he gives us a progressively easier method to gain his peace. If you cannot steady your mind on the Lord, then establish a practice to do so. And if you're not able to follow a practice, then work for the Lord. Perform all your actions for the Lord's sake using the renunciation of the fruit of action. If you're heading towards yoga of realization and you're unable to do any of these, the Lord says, then just subdue your mind and intellect, knowing that you're not the doer and relinquish the fruit of all your actions to him. So in this 12th verse here, the Lord has clarified for Arjuna, and of course for us too, that knowledge is better than practice without knowledge. Meditation on God is superior to knowledge. And finally, being in the world, acting by His will, and renouncing our doership of action and the fruit of action, that is superior to meditation. So we continue with verses 13 through 15. He who is free from malice towards all beings, friendly and compassionate, and free from the feeling of I and mine, balanced in joy and sorrow, forgiving by nature, ever contented and mentally united with me, nay, who has subdued his mind, senses, and body, has a firm resolve, and has surrendered his mind and reason to me, that devotee of mine is dear to me. He who is not a source of annoyance to his fellow creatures, and who, in turn, does not feel vexed with his fellow creatures, and who is free from delight and envy, perturbation and fear, is dear to me. This ends verse 15. Here Sri Krishna is telling us who is dear to him. 
It's one who is free from malice towards all beings, meeting others without ill will or judgments. The one who is friendly and compassionate, seeing other people, hearing their successes and understanding their plight. The one who is free of ownership, does not go around telling others of their goodness. The one who keeps themselves centered and does not linger in joy or sorrows, be it their own or others. The one who does not hold others to some self-created standard. They forgive others, knowing all are acting according to their nature. The one who is contented in their life and in God, the Supreme Divine Person. They don't seek satisfaction in some other person or some deity. The one who is contentedly, mentally united with the Lord, knowing all is by His will alone. The one who is aware that God alone knows what is best, and so they let it be. Those who have quieted their minds, the desire of their senses and body, those who have surrendered mind and reason to the Lord, meaning those who follow the direction given by the Lord, they are the devotees, and Lord Shri Krishna says they are dear to Him. Interestingly, the Lord goes on to say that we should not be an annoyance to our fellow creatures. This would be humans, animals, insects, and the like. We need not go about the world with the goal of bending it to our own desire, and certainly we should let others be. And we should be able to withstand the disturbances caused by others. We should not be delighted by the world, nor should we envy others. All are here for the purpose of the Lord, whether we agree with that purpose or not. God has put everyone here, we need not be fearful. Whatever outcome arises, it is by His will. So we'll stop here today. We have completed through verse 15 of chapter 12. Next episode, we'll continue chapter 12 at verse 16. Thank you for listening. God bless and lots of love.